The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Welcome back to episode 151 of the Binge Boys podcast. Logan, Mitch, and Matt are back at it again. What up, gentlemen? How are we? Doing good. How's it going there? What's up? You know the answer to that question, Matt. (laughs) Things have been better. Today was a (laughs) shitty day. I'll say that for a number of reasons, but we'll get there before we start. Binge Boys podcast on Instagram, follow along, get the updates, see the reviews, all the above. You know how it goes. Just follow along. If my audio is weird, apologies, because technical difficulties on my end, but I think a piece of uh, key, a key component to recording is busted, I believe. So, uh, so that just fucking sucks. <laughs> so, so we'll figure that out later um but in the meantime got a good show today of course of always we'll jump right into the quickie so we can get right into it first up off the top we got a uh we got a trailer for a movie that i didn't think or i didn't know was coming uh and that would be tom and jerry tom and jerry live action uh kind of a weird move um tom and jerry however are not live action they are animated it's almost like a uh, space jam situation where the cartoon characters are animated but the actors are still real life matt mitch do you guys have any interesting thoughts about this tom and jerry trailer uh so i watched it and then the second it was over i completely forgot everything that happened it just looks like kind of a cash grab and the art style was kind of unsettling the none of the cartoons had any kind of st- strong outline to them so they just kind of faded away into nothing at the edges so that was creepy but yeah that's that's really all i got on that what about you mitch um yeah i i didn't really like the trailer um <laughs> I mean, I guess it had like some notable actors in in it, but um, I don't know. It felt like very stereotypical in a sense, and then uh, like some of the portrayals. But I, I didn't really like the animation either of Tom and Jerry. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts on it, Logan. Yeah. Um... Trailer did not impress me at all. Uh, if anything, it made me hate Tom and Jerry a little more. <laughs> no, I, I have great respect for the original cartoon. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. But uh, this just wasn't it. I think I agree with you both. Animation style was weird. Uh, seems like a cash grab. Seems like another studio trying to bank on older folks. However... Uh, trying to introduce a new audience to uh, to Tom and Jerry 
I don't know. This doesn't seem like the move to me. But it's happening anyway. Um, let's look at a little little uh, information about the movie. It says it comes out March 5th, 2021. Uh, yeah, it just says stars Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Rob Delaney. Nothing crazy about this film. I'll tell you that. Ken Jeong is in it for some reason. See, it, <laughs> it's just an interesting cast that it seems like the movie's going to go nowhere. Probably, if assuming theaters are open by then, it's probably going to make a shit ton of money because of the property. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. It's uh, it's up in it's up in discussion. Um, I guess I can. I'll tell my fun story now. I'll tell my <laughs> fun story now. So tonight, guys, I uh, I was browsing Facebook Marketplace because I was. Checking in on this doesn't even work. I was checking in on um, a couple listings that I had listed up there. That microphone, actually, um, and I came across a PlayStation Five, and I immediately was like, "Fake!" Like, of course it's fake. Um, but I messaged this dude. Uh, he made good conversation. Uh, he was real professional about it. He really um, sold me on this thing. Um, he, uh, he, what was the word I'm looking for? He provided a picture of it. He said, here's what mine looks like outside of the box. And he texted me a picture of it. Could have just been a generic picture off of Google. But I searched for that image on the first couple pages of Google Images just to verify. And I didn't see it. So I assumed that he himself at some point had gotten one. So I messaged him and uh, he was like, so many people message me, but not enough people follow through. So I'm going to ask you. And as soon as I say this, you're both are going to be like, you idiot. Um, he was like, I'm going to ask you to out of the, okay. The words I'm trying to say are that he has a digital version and a disc version. And I wanted the digital um, so he was like, okay, the digital version cost it costs 400 bucks retail. I'm going to ask you for 50 of those dollars on cash app to reserve your spot. If I got 50 other people hitting me up and it's going nowhere. So I did it. And then he was like, okay, cool. Do you want to eat meat at this address? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. He was like, cool. I'm 28 minutes from there. I'm on my way now. So I went and met him. And by met him, I mean I waited in this parking lot for probably 30 minutes. And uh, he stopped responding to the messages, even up to like 10 minutes. He was like, yeah, I'm right down the road. I'm two lights down. And he was providing landmarks. So it's like he drove to fucking bullshit me. And he got me. He didn't show up. Dang. Mega tough scene. Real tough. You know, you said we were going to laugh at you and stuff but you are just a beaten down man i i'm not gonna kick someone while they're down i'm sorry it's all good what you got to say mitch uh you know i'm just glad everything's good like sure it was a scam but like i don't know at least i didn't get get robbed or jumped yeah, or something. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of that, after the after I realized it was a scam, I went to this dude's Facebook profile. And I should have probably looked at his Facebook profile before because listen to this man's Facebook profile. So his name is Jarrell. Okay, nothing alarming there. That's a typically that's a perfectly typical name. He provided this picture of the PlayStation. I'll show you both. It looks like there a PlayStation is. 5 sitting up on a thing. As far as I know, that's what it looks like. So listen to this man's profile picture. It says he was a manager at Dope House Records, again, in Atlanta. Okay, music all around us. And then his next job, <laughs> it says, sells, <laughs> sells loud at Loud Kush. All right. And then it says, former cooker at the Trap House. <laughs> This guy's got a lot of jobs. Former top seller at the trap house. Uh, And then a bunch of shit about how he lives in Arkansas. I'm Hmm. a fucking idiot. (laughs) So I got duped out of 50 bucks thinking I was going to get a PlayStation 5. I'm going to see if Cash App or Facebook can do anything about reporting him and possibly getting that 50 bucks back. But I'm accepting the fact that that money is gone. I think that's a safe bet. Knowing how our corporate overlords treat us. It was a risk I was willing to take, I guess. A stupid one. I probably should have just waited the next six months out and got one fair and square with everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like there's a lot of games for it right now. I'm pretty sure. Like, I I know some of the sports games, like, crossover, but. Yeah. Oh, well, no biggie. Fuck me. (laughs) But it is what it is. I'm a mess tonight, y'all. I got to and and I'm just going to let everyone hear it. And my roadcaster isn't fucking connecting to my computer for some reason, even though my charger went through the charging port of this little thing and it's working. So. It's either all of my microphones, USB cords, all of a sudden just don't work, or uh, my computer's being dumb. I don't know. It's a shitty day. I thought I was getting a brand new console. I'm acting. I'm. I'm. Pu- I'm putting off pretty okay vibes, but I'm low key fucking pissed off. <laughs> but it's okay. I got gypped out of fifty bucks. You. You'll. You'll. Uh, what do you say? You learn. You live. You live. You learn. Uh, not to buy from somebody whose trap house is in their bio <laughs> and whose Facebook profile picture is them like flicking the camera off. There we go. So whatever. Here's some good news. Wonder Woman 1984 is being put on HBO Max for no additional cost. It was announced, I think, on Friday or Saturday that Wonder Woman is being released on... HBO Max on Christmas Day, as well as the theaters. So any theaters that are open will show Wonder Woman. However, for everyone else, HBO Max. Matt, are you happy? Are you sad? Is this to be expected? What you got? We've been covering this for a while. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, pretty much uh, Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman 2 cast from a certain perspective. 
but yeah dude this is exciting i think uh i think like we were saying when soul was announced for um ex- digital release on christmas day on disney plus i think that that kind of made everyone want to at least like throw something to to go against to tr- try and grab some of those uh new tvs or whatever that everyone's going to be setting up and wanting to watch you know something fun and new with the with the family and so i think we all benefit from everyone trying to get a piece of that pie so before you, before you ask mitch his thoughts i want to ask mitch the same this question as well as his regular thoughts do you think they put it out on christmas day to directly compete with disney's soul or do you think they just said at eh, christmas people have been waiting all year to see a movie let's just give it to them on christmas yeah i mean uh i feel like uh based on what Matt said, I mean, I think it was probably in direct competition, but um, at at the same time, like I think uh, they they pro- probably were going to put it out soon anyway. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's basically all my thoughts on it. I I'm excited that it's finally coming out. We get a release date. Um, Excited that it's no extra charge. Yeah, exactly. Like having HBO already is like a hassle, but uh, (laughs) the fact that it's not an extra fee is is a plus. So, yeah, I agree. It'll be exciting. That means we'll be able to be able to bring two good reviews around Christmas time. Um, So maybe one of those movies can fit into our top tens of the year. Be exciting. They'll be coming out in 2020. So, um, uh, yeah, there you go. Some good news. Out of all the bad news I just said, there's some good news. <laughs> how about uh, how about another trailer we got for a movie called Chaos Walking, starring Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley? M- Mitch, you look excited. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Well, uh, here is a an, another movie that is uh, coming out, and uh, it looks really bad. Like there hasn't really been any <laughs> great looking movies that are coming. Well, there's a few, but um, like this movie, the trailer, I was like, okay, Daisy Ridley, uh, what's his name, Spider Man, Tom Holland. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be pretty good pretty good cast they also have mads mickelson um and like once it hit to the point where it was like talking about like hearing their inner noise or something i was like (laughs) their inner thoughts and i was just like this is so dumb like this got dumb really fast i thought but uh i don't know i mean it's something that i I'll probably go and see. So <laughs> if, if it comes out in theaters, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you never know. You never know with these days. So Matt, what did you think? What are your thoughts? I'm did having you a, see this trailer. I did. So I'm looking it up now. And so it's based off a book series, which isn't super surprising. Um, I just can't really get like what it's about usually like from sort of like a trick like sort of a comparison is like the hunger games like you could kind of get an idea for 
what that was just like the you know wealth gap and stuff like that and everyone having to to fight for what's theirs but is is this just some kind of I, I just don't know what this is going for. Is it like, you know, men left to their own devices and, you know, without women just all devolve into chaos? Like, I don't know. I don't really get it. And it just looked very forgettable. Uh, the smoke or whatever effect that they use to sort of visually show like their thoughts that they're all just kind of having that, that shoot off without, uh, without control are, uh, was cool is the, probably the only good thing i'll say about it so <laughs> yeah what about you logan yeah i agree with you guys this this looks like absolute trash this this, this gives me um what was that will no it gives off uh what was that will smith movie that came out a few years ago that was in outer space and it was with jaden smith too and oh were, beyond earth no. yeah and it looked like after they were earth? in the future after earth, earth, i think after earth was. yeah and it just looked stupid and cheesy. They, they, they took a great actor and made a horrible movie, um, at least in my opinion. Uh, this looks like absolute shit. Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley. Is this, you become superstars after being in monster franchises, and this is what you do? Come on, man. Like It just makes me upset for Tom Holland because he's a good actor, and so is Daisy Ridley. But I think this movie was uh, the production was potentially uh, like it's been in production for a while um, for a few years, I think. So it's probably been like either mostly filmed and then uh, like they did reshoots or something soon. And now they're finally uh, getting to release it. But um I, I don't know. I, I definitely am not excited for this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it says it releases in January. And if you're a movie guy, you know that uh, January, February is usually the, the months that they just dump movies that don't deserve to be put out in the spring and summer season. So this unfortunately might be one of the whoppers of, uh, or flops, I'm sorry, of uh, 2021. Boondoggle, uh, if you will. <laughs> sure. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm probably going to see it. Same thing with Tom and Jerry. I'm probably going to watch it, and I'm probably going to hate it. <laughs> so, but then again, I was expecting to hate Sonic the Hedgehog, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed Sonic, um, even though it was pretty bad in some points, too. Um, I enjoyed Sonic, uh, but... Uh, Tom and Jerry and Chaos Walking. Hopefully they can prove me wrong, but Tom Holland's purple hair isn't really selling me on anything. <laughs> so we can move right along to uh, the fact that the Video Game Awards dropped their nominees uh, for all their categories. Uh, the Game Awards are, I think, in December. I think it's, oh yeah, December 10th. I'm looking at the nominees now. Oh, I can go vote. So let's just run through the categories, shall we? Yes. So game of the year up top, we got Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy, whatever Roman numeral that is, remake. Seven. Seven? Yes. Oh, I'm dumb. Fuck. <laughs> Ghosts of Tsushima. I think I said that right. Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which we reviewed on the Instagram. Go check out what Matt thought. And The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, I didn't play 
any of these games, <laughs> but I know enough about them at the surface to know that I'm projecting that Ghost of Tsushima will take this um, just based on the hype around it. Um, however, I do hear the new Animal Crossing is dope as hell too, and maybe The Last of Us. I don't know. This is this might be a tough year. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, it's definitely more wide open the more I sort of think about it. I feel like they kind of each they did. A, I feel like they did a really good job picking, um, you know, different styles of games like Ghost of Tsushima. That's basically like Red Dead Redemption, but Samurai Hades is kind of like an indie game that just comes up with a really unique concept and nails it. Doom Eternal is cocaine. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is uh, just a great story. Animal Crossing, that's um, just tending your garden. And then Final Fantasy Seven is just for people who don't want to move past being 12 years old. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like they did a pretty good cross-section of uh, games. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see. If I had to pick right now, I th- could see... I would agree that Ghost of Tsushima would win, but I really wouldn't be too terribly surprised if any of them win except Hades because I think that that's kind of like the we had to include an indie game into this and we picked you guys what do you think Mitch anything um no I completely I completely agree with Matt uh I didn't get and also with you Logan I didn't get to play any of these um but uh yeah I, I I'll be very uh interested in seeing um, I'm interested in seeing who wins because uh, I'd like to know what games to play potentially for streaming purposes or just for fun. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this, Logan? No, I'll move on down to uh, to the next category, which says uh, best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game design. And the nominees are, oh God, the page reloaded. <laughs> See, just a bunch of fucking shit today, man. <laughs> I'm just at rock bottom right now. <laughs> My equipment doesn't work. <laughs> I got a, I got no PlayStation. I'm eating Wendy's. Well, that's a good thing. But <laughs> okay, so nominees are for that. We get Final Fantasy VII remake. Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Half Life newest installment. You guys have any thoughts, or should I just keep throwing through these nominees? Uh, keep going, but I think you don't need to name Final Fantasy Seven, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us for any others because it looks like they're pretty much in all of the categories those <laughs> yeah. four plus one that they decided to to throw in against them yeah we got for best narrative so that means the best storytelling we got 13 sentinels Aegeus rim uh and then we've got uh the last of us part two hades ghosts of tushima final fantasy 7 <laughs> i wasn't kidding <laughs> <laughs> and that best art direction, all of those games, plus Ori and the Will of the Wisps, best score in music, we got Doom Eternal, and all of those games again, <laughs> plus Ori and the Will of the Wisps, best audio design, Doom Eternal, Half-Life, it seems like, okay, 
There we go. Resident Evil 3. <laughs> oh, sorry. Best performance. Okay. We get Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2. Then there's Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Then we get, oh my God, I can't even pronounce this gentleman's name. The guy who plays the lead character in Ghosts of Chushami. Uh, And then we get Logan Cunningham as Hades. And then, oh, I'm going to mispronounce this guy too, but Najee Jeter as Miles Morales in the Spider-Man game. Um... Okay, that category means nothing to me. Uh, Best ongoing game. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Who do you think takes that? I think Warzone and Fortnite have a good chance, but... Yeah, I think so. I don't know anyone who still plays No Man's Sky after that bungling of a launch like five years ago or whatever. I... uh... I had I bought that game and I played it for a bit. Um, really beautiful, like the animation and just uh, really well done. And it's unfortunate that they didn't have like all of their stuff at launch. But um, I haven't down. I have to re-download it to play it. But I know there's been like pretty big updates. So that game. I wouldn't be surprised if it if it won, but um, I don't know. I know the new season of Apex is supposed to be pretty good, and that's been a pretty solid game uh, for a while. So, um, but if like Fortnite wins, I'll probably be pissed. But. <laughs> yeah, I think all of them have a pretty fair shot. All of them have been talked about pretty pretty well over the past year. I don't know if I've just been uh, out of the loop, but I don't remember that being a category in years past. I think that's like kind of a smart innovation because, you know, there are games that people care a lot about and they're not going to really going to catch like the game of the year nomination. So it's good that there's something for them. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of categories. Holy hell. So I'll hit. um, There's basically a best of in every category. Action, action, adventure, family, racing, sports. So I'll next just hit, lastly, best mobile game. We got Among Us, which just recently became popular like two weeks ago. So uh, Call of Duty Mobile, uh, Genshin Impact. I don't know anyone who plays Call of Duty Mobile. What a virgin. Um, (laughs) I was going to say that other one is Genshin Impact. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I... I knew I was pronouncing something wrong here. <clears throat> Pokemon Cafe Mix and uh, Legends of Runeterra. That's about all I got for this. <laughs> basically just trying to see who wins uh, Game of the Year. Uh, content Creator of the Year. Who's nominated here? Oh, it's just a bunch of Twitch streamers. Uh Mitch, you're on there, content creator of the year? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely nowhere near any of that. Wow, they're even giving out awards for best esports coach. What are you coaching? <laughs> best esports host, best esports team, best esports player, best esports game. This is dumb. <laughs> best esports game is kind of dumb. I don't. I don't know. Is that the game you like to 
play competitively the most or the one that's like the most fun to watch? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of... Uh, nominees for that are Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter-Strike, Global Offense, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. Valorant? Never heard Valorant. of that one. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that one. Uh, okay. That was our video game awards coverage. When we get winners for those, we'll recircle. Uh, but for now, Mitch... Matt, you want to take a back seat for a second and let me and Mitch talk about the Mandalorian? Always happy to take a step back. <laughs> Wait, uh, before we start this, Matt, are you are you starting uh, Mandalorian or have you started Clone Wars? I know you were talking about that last week. No, I haven't yet, and I have I haven't started either yet. Um, I'll I'll get there. Don't worry about me. Also, don't <laughs> worry about spoilers. Spoilers just because just because this, this I'm like I I. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this week's episode. Go yeah. for it. This is where uh, roommate Turner also goes <laughs> up for the episode because he hasn't started Mandalorian yet and he does not want to get spoiled. Uh, yeah, because you are a piece of shit. Start the damn show. Um, and that goes for you too, Matt. <laughs> Start the damn show. They're easy episodes. It, it's Star Wars, man. Uh Mandalorian season two, episode four. Mitch, let's hear your thoughts. This was a kick-ass episode. <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely a, a kick-ass episode. Um, I'm trying to s- figure out where to begin. Um, I mean, we have this episode was directed by Carl Weathers, and it also stars Carl Weathers. I believe his characters like grief, something Karga. It's something a weird last name, um, but uh, basically, uh, the Mandalorian comes back um, to uh, the planet that he was on at the beginning of the show, um, Navarro, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes back to get repairs, and then he meets up with. Uh, Gina Carano's character, Cara Dune. Um, he and he meets up with her and Carl Weathers' character, uh, and they have to destroy an imperial base. Another, another mission uh, type episode that I thought moved really well. Um, the pacing was really good. The action was fun. And a little bit more comedy in this episode, too. Yeah. Um, and references to other Star Wars lore. Um, this, is but, where uh, it, this is where it gets deep, Matt. Like, turn your volume down type shit. If you truly don't care about spoilers, like, there are some theories that have stemmed off of this episode that are wild. I have, I have strayed away from trying to go down the theories route, but... Uh, Definitely by the end of the episode, uh, when Moff Gideon comes in, uh, there's some stuff this episode that is just kind of like really cool. But at the same time, like I'm just more curious to figure out where it leads to in the future episodes, because I feel like Moff Gideon's going to be he's going after Baby Yoda mm-hmm. and everybody's basically Mando, Mando's trying to get the kid, the child back to um like somebody that 
that can take care of him. Or at least that's like his main mission. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, if you want to, what, what did you think? Like, what, what are your thoughts on this episode, Logan? I thought pretty much the same that you did. I thought the action was fun, really good directing by Carl Weathers. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm aware that he's directed anything else. So if not, then this is an awesome debut. Cause this episode was great. Um, especially the, the chase scene uh, there in the end when they're riding the fucking thing, uh, running yeah. from the, the bike, the speed bikers, uh, stormtroopers. Um, but yeah, man, there's the, a lot was revealed in this episode and my roommate and I like geeked out for like 10 minutes when we talked about shit that could stem from this episode. Mainly one of them, you know, Mitch, when they go into that room and they see the, the test subjects, those things look like Snoke. They they look like Snoke, but they also kind of – I thought they may look like Palpatine. Like maybe it was something Palpatine initiated, but um, – Because it is kind of like still the Empire in a sense, but I don't know. It, it was weird. They were definitely clones of some kind. I mean, we have to start asking ourselves, okay, so – Mandalorian takes place after episode six, before episode seven, right? I think so. The Empire is I think so, yes. yes. Yeah, the Empire is quote-unquote gone. So all these, like, Imperial bases that they're raiding or destroying are just, like, the remnants of the Empire. So at this point, Palpatine is dead. Um, who does Moff Gideon work for? Like... Is he knowingly trying to create Palpatine or Snow? He's still a part of some kind of uh, some part of the Empire, but I I started thinking about this too because uh, I watched Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, yeah, and I kind of I didn't watch all of the episodes because I was not going to put myself through that for both shows. But yeah. I watched like. Uh, to lead up to Mando last year, I watched um, like select few episodes from both of the shows and uh, the animated shows. And it kind of, I was starting to think because this villain was present in Rebels, then maybe, maybe Thrawn. Mm. I didn't but, even think about that. Wow. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. They it revealed why Moff Gideon is after Baby Yoda. He said that he wanted to create other Force beings with Baby Yoda's blood because they know Baby Yoda is Force sensitive. Um, so it's it's wondered is is he trying to create the the new Palpatine? Is he trying to create Snoke? Like is he knowingly? trying to create these major like there's a lot of thought and speculation that they're going to somehow once the mandalorian is all said and done tie it into the sequel trilogy i mean that would be interesting but uh i i've also heard recently that uh i thought maybe they were going to rewrite the sequel trilogy and Mm -hmm. just scrap uh the current one but 
I don't know how they do that. Like that would be pretty difficult. Um, <clears throat> a pretty big Easter egg that is getting people thinking the whole Snoke thing is that the theme that plays once those characters are looking at the test subjects is Snoke's theme from episode eight. And it's also Papal, Pal, Palpatine's teachings theme from Revenge of the Sith, implying that there's some kind of tie there. So it damn well could have been Snoke. Um, he could have I mean, been. I just don't. I don't know if like that would necessarily like be like the main appeal of like like what what did Snoke really provide in the movies? Nothing. Like so, I guess it would be kind of cool to get more backstory on him, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a tight episode. We also got a lot of Baby Yoda cuteness. Yeah, um, of him stealing the candy from the the student, <laughs> and then after the bumpy ride in the in the ship, he throws it all up. I've already seen cr- memes of him drinking his cup like on set, and it says like Saturday, and then on Sunday it shows him puking. It it's. Baby Yoda is prime meme. He's a prime subject for memes. He or she, you know, it could be a girl. I think it's a guy, though. I mean, he. I think he says he goes where I go, which is a badass saying, and I've used it several times. Um, yeah, tied episode. I mean, last season there were a few episodes that kind of fell short, but so far, like all four of these have been pretty damn good. So. Uh, they've been firing on all cylinders. You got to think that either next the rumor is, is that next episode is called the Jedi. And that would we, be, that would be really cool. And that's when we meet Ahsoka. Let's fucking go. Just saying that gets me so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think that there's a lightsaber fight in our future between Ahsoka and Moff Gideon. That would be, that would be, uh, that would make the show like, especially since they're planning on spinning off like several TV shows from this. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. That would be dope. I agree. So, Mandalorian season two, episode four. Check it out if you haven't. Matt, get on that shit at some point. Um, next up, let's talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, uh, they made a reunion documentary thing. Oh, there goes Mitch. I assume there was a delay. Uh, about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Matt, did you catch it? I did watch it. I watched it uh, this past Sunday morning. I had my, my coffee in hand and decided to take a stroll down the down the mansion of Bel-Air uh, once again. And yeah, I, I overall enjoyed it. I thought it was a good like look back on the you know sort of different different what it all meant to different uh people at different times and the you know people that it left behind mainly the old aunt viv and uh james obviously t- yeah it touched on the passing of of james avery but yeah overall i enjoyed it what about you yeah i i liked it i'm not a i'll, I'll be honest i'm not a huge fan of the original show i don't even think i've seen a lot of it i just remember it being iconic 
Yeah. Um, and it really is what jump started. I know Will Smith was famous relatively before, but I know that this show kind of kickstarted his career in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I added it to my list. I think I'm going to, once I finish Dexter, I might go through all six seasons of it. Um, they're like 23 minute episodes. I'm sure I could get through it in not too much time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I might just watch the whole show just to get all the inside jokes and the references and, and kind of witness the start to Will Smith's career. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty emotional at times too, with the, with the touching of, um, or the touch of the passing on James Avery. Um, clearly he was one of the most vibrant characters of the show. Yeah. When, when, it I, came, um, when it came to that, everyone was in tears. Will Smith was in tears. It was kind of hard to watch. It was really emotional. For sure. Yeah. I totally could have done a whole special just on people's stories about James Avery. He just seemed like a real cool dude and just had a lot, um, a lot to offer everyone. And they were all really, uh, really thankful to have been able to work with him. Yeah. Matt, Mitch, uh, Mitch, did you catch Fresh Prince special? I think I'm a little bit delayed, but uh, at least the video is. But um, uh, I unfortunately did not get to watch uh, the special. Um, I plan on watching it probably tonight so i'll be able to text you guys what my thoughts were but um i'm definitely looking forward to hearing the stories um from everybody and uh definitely gonna definitely planning on uh on watching that for sure yeah it was i don't by any means think it was a waste of time um it was an emotional journey as well when Will Smith kind of sat down one-on-one with the original Aunt Viv because yeah. I, I didn't know they had recasted her after the second season or third season because of some controversy of the cast and crew kind of treating her like shit because she was pregnant and she was missing – she was late a lot and she was missing recordings and they started treating her like shit and she ended up having to quit or she got fired. I don't know. I, I, I might have to go back and rewatch that. Did you pick anything up there, Matt? Yeah. So it sounded like that um, her, there was a lot of friction specifically between aunt Viv and will and in like interviews and stuff. Will like called her difficult when she was having, you know, adult grown up personal problems that a 21 year old, uh, you know, superstar doesn't really fully understand from being pregnant and being married and stuff. And um, then she was offered a contract that was just not like, you know, commensurate with her, her talents and what she offered the show. So she was like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty bluntly, she like said, well, it's like, you know, I am a black woman. You call me difficult. And my career is basically over. She told him that like straight up to his face. And I think that that was really sort of startling to to see on camera. I'm kind of glad we did because I feel like when she came and met, you know, the rest of the cast, it was um, everyone seemed a lot more genuine because we saw that they had had that um, really real life adult reconciliation that, um, that only comes after after a really tough conversation and it's just 
like you, you know, like you said, um, I knew that she had gotten recast, but I didn't know the the backstory to it, and they didn't really give a lot of explicit detail. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed that part, and I um, didn't know if they were going to get serious like they did. So I like that they kind of touched a little bit of everything. Like they do stuff like the Carlton dance, but then they also mm-hmm. talk about real stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I can't wait to hear what Mitch thinks about it. Be sure to text us and let us know what you think um, and then get that rating in so that we can post it this week. Um, Moving on to, uh, well, me and Matt said that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion was not a waste of time. Uh, You know, it was, (laughs) at least in my book, uh, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. can I jump in here real quick? What? So I'm going to jump in real quick. And when uh, you were giving me grief for not having watched the Mandalorian or the Clone Wars, you're like, come on, it's Star Wars. It can't be that bad or something. (laughs) This was right at the top of my mind. I was like, this was just not worth my time. Like you said, I'll, uh, I'll go as far to say that uh, this was garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's, but it, it's not made for us. Yeah. I, 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 it's not made for us. It's made for children uh, that are really, really, really young. <laughs> um, yep. I, I mean, this is this canon? <laughs> what What's the deal here? Um, it's 45 minutes. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it stars Anthony Daniels. I think he returns as C-3PO. We get a bunch of other no-name actors and actresses. Kelly Kelly Marie Tran played Rogue. Um, Good to see that. Um, But as far as everyone else, unless I'm just not familiar with the actors and actresses. Uh, Lando was the only other returning one. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. So other than that, um, this was not good, dude. Like M- Mitch, do you have do you have other opinions on it besides that it wasn't? I don't want to spend a crazy amount of time de- debating the Lego Star Wars holiday special. No, man, I, I don't really have any other thoughts on it. Yeah, it, thank you for being short and concise because <laughs> th- that's this was not good. It it's not made for us. I think we all across the board either gave it a one out of five or a two out of five. The only reason I got two out of five is there was a few moments where I chuckled. Yep. It it wasn't a total ripoff. Like I wouldn't have paid to see this. So thank God it was on Disney Plus. Yep. Um the average IMDB rating is six point five out of ten out from two thousand reviews. Um I don't know how six point five out of ten translates to out of five, but you got to think that we're rating it lower than most viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the only uh, thing I'll disagree with you on is you said that it's for young, young kids. I disagree. I think it is for the Star Wars obsessed fathers of young, young kids who just love <laughs> pausing it right after a reference that completely sailed <laughs> over the kid's head. And the dad just wants to be able to explain. Now, this is funny because in this movie, this happens and then you know, midichlorians and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool little moment when they were traveling back in time. I liked that scene. I liked when they were traveling from movie to movie. 
and kind of seeing key moments from each movie. But other than that, man, Mitch, you got any closing thoughts or are we moving on? Uh, I think I gave this a three out of five and that was exactly the reason why, like based on what Matt said, uh, there were just some moments that I thought were funny and, uh, but I mean like the overall like episode, I guess, wasn't like anything I'd like really talk about or like recommend just because, I mean, it's like, you're only going to get it if you, if you like the jokes, at least if you've watched all the movies and shows and stuff, like they had the uh, Mandalorian uh, yeah. scene in there that was pretty funny. Like they just mm-hmm. all, everybody stops and looks at baby Yoda. So I don't know, man. Yeah. That's all my thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you got. Uh, if, if you're a star Wars fan, watch it. Um well, I don't even know if I'm imploring people to watch it. If you're bored, <laughs> watch it. Put it on for a kid, the one person that drags a kid to like a holiday party and like pop in for like the scenes where they're hopping through time. Stay away yeah. if they're on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It oh god, those were the worst scenes. <laughs> they didn't provide any my roommate was like, why do they keep flashing back to the Millennium Falcon? Like, there's yep. no good story piece here. Um, whatever, guys. We're, we're getting out of the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special and transitioning full a full transition to uh, Meg the Stallion. Her, de- <laughs> her debut album, Good News, dropped on Friday. Meg has had quite the 2020 um a number of her songs have popped off on TikTok and been huge successes because of TikTok and social media. Um, I'll go forward and say that I wasn't in love with the album. However, I didn't hate listening to it. And I do think there's a few songs on here that are going to be popular. And just watching TikToks today and over the weekend, I saw a number of the songs um, uh as dances or trending or or whatever so i'll go ahead and pull up the album here so i so i have a a general idea but i think some of the best songs that she had on here unfortunately were released prior um they were singles like the beyonce savage remix song um i also like girls in the hood which is a good one Boys in the Hood, same beat as Boys in the Hood, the classic Easy E and Ice Cube song from the MWA. Um, I really liked Don't Stop with Young Thug. Um, and then I enjoyed uh, the Body Song, which uh, at first I hated, but after I saw it in some TikToks, I was like, this ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's just annoying as fuck. It's just body, yani, 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 yani. Like, yeah. But if you see her AMA performance that she did last night, it, it it's just her shaking her ass when they're going body, yada, 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 yada. It's it's not meant to be a good song. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I like Meg. I'll be honest with you. I enjoy listening to her more than I would Nicki Minaj. I mean, Nicki Minaj has kind of fell off the past few years ever since Cardi B kind of came out of nowhere and took the spot from her. Um, so Cardi and and uh, and Meg are kind of the top female rappers in my, my head right now. Maybe even Meg being the number one. I don't know. She's had mm-hmm. a kick-ass year. She's really had a good 2020. 
my phone must be listening to me because I just got a TikTok notification. <laughs> but, uh, thanks, Apple. Um, what do you think, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I really enjoyed this. I thought there were a lot of uh, good tracks. A lot of the production was pretty unique compared to some of the other albums we've li- listened to. This one flew by. Everything was like a little bit different. Um, and I think uh, Nicki Minaj is a really good point of comparison because I would definitely call this closer to like pop music than like straight rap or hip hop. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, the main artist in this case, Meg doesn't, you know, have bars and doesn't, isn't able to just like spit along with, uh, you know, some of these features that she has. I think in most cases she like outshines them. And I feel like that that was a kind of what they were uh, being signed up for. They said like, look, you're going to be on this Megan the stallion song, but your 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 verse is gonna suck compared to hers, and that's the point. Are you okay with this? And so this is, I feel like they just got everyone that would uh that would say yes to that. So, yeah, I um I enjoyed this. I think I gave it four out of five for the same reason you did. I think there was just a lot of songs that I feel like are gonna gonna stick around for a little while. Um, not and to also to, Meg is going to as well. So yeah, I want to be on the right side of history. Miss, do you have a chance to listen? I listened to the one song, uh, Freaky Girls, featuring SZA, because I was like, oh, SZA's on this album. Yeah. I, I, I like her music, so um, I it, the song was pretty good, but um, like it's just I have a hard time listening to, to these rap and hip-hop albums just because it's not like stuff that I listen to, so it's like hard for me to like review it. Cause I don't want to be like giving it like low scores or whatever based on like me, not uh, my opinion of not liking it. But uh, I, I mean the production on that one song was pretty good and the lyrics are pretty good. Um, I'm trying to remember the uh, like the hook. I think that SZA says like, it might just be freaky girls, like the entire hook, but um uh basically uh that's all my thoughts on it yeah logan i i i i agree with both of you on some of your thoughts i thought the production was good i enjoyed my listen through i think she's gonna be sticking around for a while um she ain't going anywhere um yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hate it, and I don't disagree with you, Mitch. However, hard to believe that you don't like hip-hop. We listened to quite a bit of Juicy J on the way to high school when we rode together to school. So it's hard we, to believe. we listened to, like, two songs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was that one that was, uh, God, what did he say? One, we listened to, like, 1,000. Yeah, it was that song where he said, hit that bitch, dis- mistreat that bitch. That's <laughs> such a terrible line to <laughs> I think I remember the first time you heard it you looked at me and you're like oh my god <laughs> I think I was like what the fuck <laughs> what am I listening to <laughs> this line's not going to work in 2020 in fact how does Juicy J still have a career why hasn't he been cancelled yet um, yeah it, it was a solid listen through and it'll probably be one of the better albums I listen at least hip hop albums I listened to this year um, however, it just makes me a tad bit uncomfortable when she's rapping about like, yeah, you suck that dick. And I'm just like, yeah, you, 
you get it, girl. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like be at a stoplight just rapping about balls in my mouth when someone pulls up against me, like to the left of me. Like, that's just not a good image for me. But for chicks, like this girl's the total like role model. Well, not mm, r- role models, not the word I was looking for there. But you know, like yeah, a, yeah. A superstar that young women can look up to i i guess i don't know i'm kind of burying myself here um <laughs> let's close this week's episode with uh the top our top five thanksgiving dishes because it is thanksgiving i should have had us do a a throwback review of um of a charlie brown thanksgiving that came to me last minute uh last night but it's okay. Not everyone loves Charlie Brown as much as I do. I love Charlie Brown cartoons. I'm a um, fan. I don't know if I'm in the minority there. When, whenever Charlie Brown comes on, I make it a point to like watch it. But, uh, but yeah, top five. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Top five uh, Thanksgiving dishes. You know the drill. I'll start off with number five. My number five is very generic because I don't know exactly what the brand is. But I just know that every year my parents make dank ass noodles, and so number five on my list just says noodles. <laughs> um, yeah, they're good, and I don't know what else to say because I don't yeah. know what brand they are. Matt, what you got at number five? Uh, the only caveat I feel like we have to say is that we all agree that turkey doesn't count because that's par for the course. I, yeah, look, we I, talked about this. Come yeah, on. It's, it's not my number one. It's not my number one. I'll I'll do a quick refresh. I'll I'll do a quick change. Okay. Well, sorry to <laughs> do that. I'll make sure to spend plenty of time telling about my number five, uh, green bean casserole. I feel like everyone kind of has their own uh, version of this, except my family, because it is just the one on the French's like onion things. It is made exactly that way. No deviations whatsoever, and it is delicious. It has a vegetable in its name, so it has to be at least somewhat healthy and not just full of soup and (laughs) all that other good stuff. So that's my number five, green bean casserole. What about you, Mitch? Well, I went with a bold choice here for number five, uh, the the fresh baked rolls. Hell yeah, dude. I fucking love yeah. You know, just just some br- good old bread. <laughs> uh, you know, all, you can't go wrong with, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with it. Just the, just bread in general is, is you can't go wrong with it. Uh, Logan, right. what do you got at number four? So I switched my top ten or, or top five around. Quick fix. It was something that I looked at my – my list and realized, holy hell, why don't I have that on there? But that's my number three that I changed out. Number four is apple pie. I'm not a big pie guy. I've never been a big pie guy. However, apple pie is something that I always will take a slice of. I'm a big apple boy. Um, You'd disagree if you saw my stomach, but I'm a big apple boy. Uh, And I, I dig some pie here and there, you know? No one like, no one can turn down some apple pie. Unless you're a communist, not okay if you're a communist. But uh, as long as you like apple pie, you're you're an okay communist in my book. So, uh, Matt, what do you got at your number four? Uh, so my next two entries are ones that are not native to my family, but my girlfriend's family actually. So Ooh. the number four is 
um, her family's favorite dessert of choice, uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Now, haters might say that that has no place and it has to be a pie, but you know, I think that the 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 cheesecake formula sort of fixes some of the the issues that some people have with uh, pumpkin pie. Mainly, the the texture of pumpkin pie is disgusting. Uh, but the, 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 the cheesecake just kind of makes it a little bit lighter. Um, and so you don't feel quite as bad after you put away your fourth slice. So yeah, Mitch, what's your number four? What Mitch, Um, before you, before you go, Mitch, Matt, weren't you texting me earlier and saying that you put pumpkin pie on your list, but you really prefer blumpkin pie? Uh, I never said that. I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mitch, go ahead, man. Uh, at number four, I have uh, I would have green bean casserole, but I found out we don't make that at Thanksgiving at my house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just we just do regular green beans, um, normally from my parent or my grandparents' garden. Um, but uh, yeah, green beans on the list, gotta have them every every Thanksgiving. Um, Logan, what do you got at number three? Number three, my friend, I've got mac and cheese. Uh, my family doesn't really do anything crazy with mac and cheese. Um, we'll just pop that Velveeta in. I mean, they'll do a little more than that, but um, I, I just love mac and cheese. And I didn't realize that I didn't put it on my list until you pointed out that I'm not allowed to have turkey. <laughs> turkey is <laughs> my number one. I forgot that about that conversation, but um, my bad. Mac and cheese is my number three. Got to have mac and cheese at Thanksgiving in some compa- some capacity. What do you got, Matt? Number three. Uh, number three is mainly cheese-based for me as well. It is cheesy spinach. Um, so I fa- this is, again, from my, my girlfriend's family. So the first time I was spending Thanksgiving with them, I was sort of surprised. I said, like, oh, what should I, you know? What's sort of like the dish that I should go for and like my, make sure I have room for it on my first plate. And I was very skeptical when she said the spinach. However, then I look at it in the in the slow cooker there and it is, you know, 65% cheese, you know, 35% spinach. I was like, all right, I think we're going to get along. Um, and we did. It's delicious. I love it. My um, body is 35 or sorry, 65% cheese. <laughs> You're just you're just coming in hot on all my uh, all my uh, items here. All right, sorry, I'll back off. No, you're good. So yeah, cheesy spinach. My number three, Mitch. What's yours? My number three is uh, stuffing. Um, you know, just classic stuffing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say except that it's uh, that it's good and. Um, yeah the name speaks for itself it's pretty stuffing yeah yeah i I don't know i'm not good with like descriptive on foods it's just like i chose like stuff that i normally have like every year at thanksgiving so yep uh i'll uh for my number two i'm willing to take a chance here and i'm ready to be roasted it's okay you can roast me all you want but i'm gonna take mitch's a a, a a page out of Mitch's playbook and say that my number two is warm, fresh baked rolls. 
<laughs> dude, when I go up for my first plate, I'm snagging like three of them bitches, dude. I'm loving the bread. I love rolls. If if you probably asked my family what my few favorite things are at Thanksgiving, someone's going to be like, the bread. Uh, I love <laughs> them rolls, dude. Roast me if you want. You can take them right out of the package and I'll eat them. You don't even have to throw them in the oven. Obviously preferred, but 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 give me them rolls. Yeah, yeah. You got that, that number two. Uh oh! I so unfortunately I don't have rolls, but I just want to do a quick poll. Are we doing any toppings on them? Are we doing or just just straight or just with some butter or or something else? I, I would say with some butter, but yeah. uh, there's nothing like nothing. Uh, nothing butter than some rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. I, 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 yeah. I hate me too. <laughs> yeah. So. uh my number two is kind of a cop out because I couldn't decide between apple pie and apple crisp. They're very similar. Uh, one just has, you know, a, obviously a pie crust, and the other just has kind of like a, a crumbly topping. Um, but basically, if you throw apples in the oven, I'm going to be all over them. I just, yeah, like, like Logan was saying, I just love apples. Um, you get a scoop of that and you, you throw it on your plate and then you put some, some ice cream on top of it and let it just melt and combine. And, oh, so good. Making me, making me real hungry and I already had dinner. So must be doing something right. Mitch, what's your runner up? Um, I have uh sweet potatoes. Uh, normally it's a sweet potato casserole, but, uh, sweet potatoes, um, you know, with the marshmallows on top, um, yeah, just really good. Uh, another really good dish at Thanksgiving. Uh, Logan, what do you got? What do you What do you got at uh, at number one? Your number, number one. one pick. <laughs> my number one pick is something that my siblings don't touch for some reason because they don't like it. So all of this item that's made at Thanksgiving in my house is all of mine in my parents, and that is mashed potatoes. I fuck heavily with mashed potatoes, bro. I'll throw all the pepper on them. I'll some people pour like gravy and stuff in them. I'll say that's gross. Um, I like to t- <laughs> I'll tackle the mashed potatoes on my own. Uh, I love them, dude. Like if you if you look at my plate, um, mashed potatoes is a strong majority of what's on that plate. Um, because I, I love to get it hot. That first that first scoop, oh, it's giving me goosebumps. I'm, I'm in need of some mashed taters. Matt, what's your number one? <laughs> uh, my number one is stuffing. I feel like uh, it's it's the thing you go for. It really is what the turkey is there to facilitate. You know, you put the stuffing in the turkey, and the turkey is an edible roasting pan for the stuffing it's just so good you never have it any other time of year like all these other things like i've had another time of year but it's like it's never like march you know a rainy march day and you're like oh you know it'd be a good comfort food right now <laughs> big old pan of stuffing it, it just doesn't happen and to go back to uh to mitch's number five it's bread there's bread in the stuffing. It's good. <laughs> oh man, let's love me some stuffing. So yeah, 
That's my number one. What What's your top, Mitch? Uh, my number one is the classic Thanksgiving dessert, pumpkin pie, dude. Uh, it's just my go-to on Thanksgiving. I do I believe that my grandma makes an apple pie as well. Um, but uh, I I got to go with pumpkin every time. Um, normally if I, if I'm feeling, you know, bold, I'll get, I'll wait that, you know, 30, 45 minutes after my first serving of dessert and get that second slice of that and, uh, and have it be apple pie. But, uh, yeah, pumpkin pie all the way, man. Well, good. How about that top five for Thanksgiving dishes? And how about episode 151 of the Binge Boys? Sorry, again, if there's audio problems, I'm going to investigate all of that after we're done here. Uh, and sorry for my kind of unorganized start to the episode. I was just kind of in a trance. I hadn't eaten dinner. I was eating some Wendy's. I didn't get my PlayStation. My soundboard wasn't working. I was a mess, a hot mess. But we're okay. We're alive. There's These are all first world problems. People are dying out there, and I'm bitching about not getting the new game console. So um, at the end of the day, I'm okay, and uh, thanks for being with us. Hope you, everybody has a very happy Thanksgiving with friends and family. Uh, be safe. Um, tip your waitresses. Um, it, I don't anticipate Black Friday this year is going to be anything like it's been previous years, but if you do go out again, be safe. Don't fight anyone for a TV. The world's been through enough this year. Let's shake hands. Let's walk in arms to the TVs. Let's not trample each other. While you do that, while you're waiting in line, if you're listening to this right now and you're waiting outside Best Buy because you think you're going to get a PlayStation 5 and you're not going to get ripped off, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Binge Boys Podcast. <laughs> go ahead and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen. We're there. Um, got a lot of listeners in India for some reason. Shouts to India. <laughs> If you're an Indian listener, go follow us on the podcast. I see the numbers. Y'all aren't coming through on the Instagram. So go follow Binge Boys Podcast. It's easy. Get us to triple digits on a like on a post or something. Come on. Uh, make sure you also rate and review on iTunes as well. It helps us out. Rate and review, guys. If all of you rated and reviewed, I would have enough ratings and reviews to show to companies that would then in turn pay us, us three, to read advertisements to give you discounts on underwear and toothbrushes and shit. So go do that. It takes 15 seconds, guys. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Matt and Mitch, as always, for joining me. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. See you later, y'all. Peace, guys. The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Every day wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.